The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Ah, listen to that. Nothing beats a vinyl. Some technology just stands the test of time. Our technology not only brings the cool, it also brings the heat. At Mitsubishi Electric, we've been mastering and innovating heat pump technology since 1970. EcoDan, continued innovation in heating for home and business. Mitsubishi Electric, changes for the better. Real Life Real Crime is a true crime podcast brought to you weekly by Woody Overton, Jim Rathman, and executive producer Toby Tomplay. sexual nature and should be for people that are 18 years or older. Heed my warning, people. Jim and I do not get the facts of these cases off of the internet or from some television show. The facts we're retelling you were presented to us by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My description of the crime scenes are what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. I'm Woody Overton, your host, for my co-host and partner, my brother from another mother, the hitman, Jim Raffman. What's up, Jim? What's going on, Woody? Hope you're doing well. Hope everybody had a good holiday and a good New Year's. So today, we're going to do this episode uh, in... I think we'll call this one Dookie, 
Dookie, D-O-O-K-I-E. And we might laugh a little bit, y'all. Uh, we're certainly not laughing at the people in the, in the stories. I think Jim's going to tell one, and then I'll tell at least one. Um, but we're going to call it Dookie. And I mean, I, my son, my youngest son is nine, and all the rest of my kids are college age. And, you know, he could say Dookie and it makes me laugh and I, I'm 50 years old. <laughs> I mean, it's just something you never get over with or, or poop or whatever you want to call it. But we'll call it Dookie. And, again, we're not making fun of anybody. It's just some lighthearted police stories we want to share with y'all and hope you enjoy. And uh, if you don't want to hear about Dookie, then, then turn it off. <laughs> Go ahead, Jim. I'll let you start. <laughs> yeah, I, look, I'm, I'm going to warn you. We're going to laugh and probably laugh more than normal because that's one of the things we love to do. And, you know, we just, we're unedited. So laugh along with us. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is, uh, this is a good one. Um, this goes back some time. So this probably would have been about 2005 time frame. Um, as I mentioned to you guys before, I had, when I worked the road, I worked the west side of Livingston Parish. It was actually in the southwest. Um, which is very busy. It's very, um, you know, it's just very active. Unlike the east side, which is, you know, real rural and whatnot, this is built up development area. There's, we have everything, neighborhoods, um, trailer parks, just you name it, we got it. It's very populated. So um, whenever there's a big disturbance, whether it's in the southwest or the northwest, if you need additional units, Somebody from that west side, whether it's from the north, will come down to the south, or some the units from the south side will come up to the north and help out. In this particular time, and I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to set it for you, it was in December. It was cold. It was actually really cold in Louisiana at the time, um, and I worked the night shift. And there was a big disturbance. And if you've been up in Livingston Parish before, I'm sure you're familiar with Lockhart Road. Um, and right off of Lockhart Road and 16 is, is some, uh, some neighborhoods and, and trailer parks. And so there was a big disturbance that was going on up there in the north. A big old fight broke out and just all these people. So the request came for additional units. So I head up north and I get on scene and we've got, you know, four or five units out there and we got all these people sitting down. Finally got them all under control. We have them sitting down. Some are in handcuffs, some are not. And, you know, there's fights going on. you got to restrain people and get them to stop. So we're checking driver's licenses and running people for warrants. Um, and one of our deputies, I'm not going to say his name because he's still active, <laughs> but I will just say that he's a very big guy, probably a good old 6'4", 245, 250. I'll leave it at that, um, was on the scene as well. And I, I, this guy and I would joke around all the time. We're constantly laughing. We're constantly communicating and is a good friend. And <laughs> so I look at him and I'm up there and ask him a question. And he's like incredibly irritated. <laughs> and I'm thinking, my gosh, we go through this all the time. What, what could he be so irritated about? And he's literally yelling out these driver's license numbers and warrants, like through the radio, <laughs> like, hurry up. And I'm, I'm looking at him like, Sean. I was like. <laughs> you, said, <laughs> you said his name. <laughs> you didn't say the last name. You didn't say the last name. Go ahead. 
So I'm like, <laughs> bro, you got all these, like, you're, like, you're sweating. It's, like, come down on your forehead, man, and it, it's cold out here. Like, what's going on with you? And he's like, I don't feel good, all right? And, you know, he's pacing back and forth, and he's getting mad. And I'm like, you, dude, you all right? You know, and he's just goes calls back to dispatch. You got that 29 check yet? And which is a warrant check. And, you know, and they're like, negative, stand by. And he starts pacing. All of a sudden, and, and Larry said, he looks over. Wait, when you when you jump on a dispatcher like that and you're trying to hurry him up, you can bet that puts makes him go even slower. <laughs> They're like, you're gonna you're gonna snap at me. Oh, yeah. now I'm really gonna drag this out. But go ahead. So, <laughs> so he goes. You know, he looks over and I'm looking. He's got this strange look on his face. And next thing you know, he literally just takes this driver's license that he's holding. And it was almost like he's throwing one of those uh, Chinese stars. It just <laughs> flicks it over at me. And he's like, I got to go. And I just watched him turn around. And he's walking as quickly as he can to his unit. Yet he's squeezing as hard as he can because something <laughs> is just about to happen. It's not right. Remember, it's super cold out. Yeah. And he's literally sweating. Yeah. So he gets in his unit. And, like, I'm talking flying out of that out of that gravel road onto onto Lockhart and you can hear him hitting it. Woo! Next thing you know you can actually hear he did. He uh, he turned on the, the lights and sirens <laughs> to get to that little get out of the way, people. And then yeah. you can and you can hear him heading south. Well we call that rolling code, y'all. On, yeah, okay. Yeah. The reason he's heading south on sixteen is because his apartment was over there. And he's moving. So the rest of us on, on, on the scene were kind of chuckling a little bit because we all took notice and started kind of making little jokes about it. So we finished dealing with everybody there, and, um, you know, the, the responding officer or the responding deputy there ended up arresting a couple of people. So once we got all that taken care of, we take off. I get back in my unit, and I got a couple of missed calls on my phone. Hmm. So I grab my phone, and I, I call, and I'm like, what's up? And he's like, hey, he, 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 tell him who the missed calls were from. It was from the guy that left the scene rolling. Oh, code. it was from the yeah. guy that left the scene, yeah. taking off, running code through an intersection to, to get to his apartment. And so I had this message like, hey, I need you to come by. I need you to come by my place. I said, all right. So <laughs> I get in my unit, myself and another guy. We uh, we stop over there by, by his apartment. And then when I first get there, I, I see his unit parked there. <laughs> And I look up where his apartment is, and the door is literally off the hinges. <laughs> and I'm like, what on earth happened? Right? So I walk in there, and he's sitting on his couch, and he's just looking like, oh, man. You know, like, <laughs> what? It, it just one looked like relief, two looked like some stress. Yeah, I guess so. So I get up there, yeah. I'm like, dude, what, what the heck happened? And he goes, Man, I had to go so bad. Like he goes, I've never felt like that in my life. I had to go so bad. He goes, I thought I was going to go in my pants, which is why I had to go code through the intersection. <laughs> and I was flying. He goes, so as I'm driving, I'm unsnapping my duty rig. Yeah. You know, which is where you know you have your 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 pistol on there and your you know your handcuffs and everything Flash on your on your belt. Baton, so I'm doing the snaps on it so he can take it off. Well, what a lot of us do. In, in our unit, so I'll, actually, I won't even go ahead and say. I'm just going to go ahead and say that he has a set of keys 
that are on his duty rig. He has like a um, like a key holder on his duty rig, and that is actually where his apartment keys and uh, a key to his unit <laughs> was on. Well, he was taking that off, and when he pulled up to the apartment, he threw that into the passenger seat as he was driving, so he can get out as he quickly as possible. Duty, he gets out and locks rig. his door. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? He threw his duty rig into the passenger he seat. He threw his duty rig into the passenger seat, got out, locked the doors, and then just took off a flight of steps. And when he got to the top, he realized he's trying to undo his door, and he realizes, oh, shit, I took my duty rig off, and there were my keys. Yeah. So he's starting to say, he's sitting there, he's got to go real bad, but he's kind of like that in-between court comes back. Yeah. And he's thinking, do I walk back down and try to get in my car? And he goes, but the doors are locked, so I can either break out the window. Yeah. And, you know, or do I go up and I, I, I breach my own door? And he goes, at first he thought about walking down the steps. He said he got about two or three steps down before he realized it came back. And when it came back on him, he's like, oh, God, this is it. Here it comes. <laughs> so he just took back off towards the door and actually put a boot right to the, I mean, right on the door hinge. Bing! And, and, and the door flies right open. And he literally just ran into the bathroom. And he, he, you know, did a dookie. <laughs> so we can't stop laughing because, one, we already saw what he was like on the Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well. Have you tried Astapro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those rows, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. 
Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process? You pick up a language naturally. Designed for long-term retention. Speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Sayonara. Scene. Now he's got his duty rig in his unit. He's got a door completely off hinge. He's got the apartment manager now coming over, going, "What the hell happened? It looks like a right. raid just happened right. on his apartment." <laughs> he's completely because uh, all all the blue and whites, all the cop cars are now pulling up, and Jim and everybody oh, else yeah. is on show. The doors off the hinges. The apartment manager. A lot of times, the apartment uh, apartments will give you discount as a cop, if you have a marked unit, you know, because uh, your unit acts as a visual deterrent to criminals. Well, the last thing the, the apartment manager was suspecting was look out and see all the cop cars and the doors knocked off the hinges is, is the cop's doors. We're good. Because, I mean, he had an emergency shit. I mean, that's just, <laughs> yeah, dude. and so, you know, of course we're going to, we're going to bust the shops all the way through. So we got to let everybody know that this is what happened. Um, but you know, even though he, he was a courtesy officer, he had to, he had to pay for a whole new door and, um, they even made him install it, which was uh, pretty funny. And then, you know, we all, we had these little kits in our units that we could use to, you know, to gain access to a vehicle whenever there's somebody locks your keys inside or if there's a child locked inside. So we had to go ahead and use those tools to get back into his unit because everything was locked up inside his unit. So, um, he didn't want us to call anybody or dispatch but you know we i mean before the night was over with that absolutely everybody knew the whole story yes indeed and uh, Um, then and within a couple days it's like the cajun queen everybody in the department knew the whole story oh yeah the the, uh cops of the world's worst about riding other cops and 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 but it is what it is it's part of the deal yep that's a good dookie story i can see that big (laughs) big dude having to take his own door (laughs) Ooh. Uh, but, I mean, it, it, you got to look at that. I mean, that door was literally it was it was like hanging on like one little hinge. Yeah, had that the, thing this, holding it up. But this is a big dude, y'all. I mean, I'm six two. He's 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 got to be six four, six five. Couple. Well, I don't know how much he big weighs. and yeah. absolutely strong effect. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's a good one, Joe. Uh, let's see. Let me do a dookie, a dookie story. Uh, I tell you, one of the ones I remember. That was for some reason it must have been, and we never had any extra duty details back then, uh, other than an occasional roadside one on the interstate or something like that, and the one that the trash place CI, and you never could get them. 
But for some reason, I had a, a blue and white. I was a detective, but I was I borrowed somebody's blue and white. I don't remember why, but I, the reason I remember it is because uh, they had just got the cameras put in the car, and whenever the dash cams, and whenever you turn on the lights, the strobe lights, the the bar lights, it automatically turned the camera on. And I, anyway, it was nighttime. I was driving on the interstate uh, from Albany towards Livingston for something. For the life of me, I can't remember why I had the car. But I saw this car with the truck popped open and its hazards on pulled over like kind of haphazardly to the shoulder of the interstate. Well, the one thing about Willie Gray's was on, on, on if you were in a unit, uh, he, would, he would let you drive it yourself on your days off in the parish. And one, it acted as a, as a criminal deterrent. And, and, you know, criminals never knew uh, where people, blue and whites, were going to be, right? And, and uh, But number two, the rule was you had to always keep your radio on. Um, and if there was a call that came up close to you, even if you're off duty, so let's say I'm driving down, I'm driving through Albany and there's a call on, North Cafe Line Road, and, and it's close to me, and I'm gonna go catch it, even though I'm off duty. And so it cuts down on response time and stuff like that. And like I used to say, there were three three kinds of time back then. There was straight time, which is a, your regular shift. Um, comp time, that was like if you get whatever uh, uh, something that went over, you didn't get you didn't get time and a half. You got time to take off. And then they had willy time. And it was a whole lot of willy time. Kids fun days and and whatever. Right, Jim? Steak dinners. Big, <laughs> didn't want to say it, but steak dinners, <laughs> campaign <laughs> stuff. Love you, Willie. Yeah, love you, but love you, boss man. I know you uh, I hope you get to listen to this now. But there was a lot of willy time, but I never mind it. But I, I still can't remember why I was in a blue and white. But anyway, so I didn't know about the, the uh the camera and I saw this vehicle it's nighttime the trunks up but there ain't anybody around it so I, I, I put that right spotlight on and I pull over uh, on interstate 12 we were going westbound I pull up you know a safe distance behind the vehicle I light it up I don't see anybody but the trunks open and and the driver's side door was open and I, and I get out and I'm walking up, and I have my handheld flashlight. I'm walking up, and I hear this screaming. Now, I'm on camera, and I don't realize I'm on camera. But the audio wasn't on because the audio thing. Did, Jim, did that run off their belts or something? I don't remember why the yeah, audio did. It was a little little, little, little switch. So the, the microphone was on the person? No, it was on, it was on the belt, and the mic was connected to your, to your uh, okay. my, wherever you want to put it. I always put it in between I, I, wherever I, my buttons are. Okay, so I would just sure. remember that I didn't, I didn't, we didn't have cameras, we didn't have staff's cameras when I was in uniform patrol, but and I know this wasn't my car, and I know the mic wasn't on because when I got got to see the video later on, I'll get to it in a second, so I just couldn't remember why. But anyway, so I'm walking towards the front of the car, and I'm looking. I mean, I don't know what's going on. If the person got hit or something, they got out of the car and they got hit, but I hear this screaming, in you could see me on the camera I'm at the front of the car and I turn I'm looking down the ditch and it's a big steep embankment in woods and this lady is running out of the woods she was probably like 40 years old short black curly hair um, uh, it was summertime y'all and she had on 
a pink top and white shorts. And she comes running, screaming. I'm talking about hysterically screaming. Oh, God, oh, God. Officer, help me. I'm like, oh, shit, man. She's been raped. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't have a radio to call it in. I didn't have a shoulder mic or anything to call it in. I'm literally out there, just her and I. I had a weapon on, naturally. So she's coming running up at me. I'm, I'm putting my hand on my weapon. I'm like, you can see me. I'm holding my hand. I'm like, man, stop, stop, stop. Hold on, hold on. I mean, she's in hysterics. I mean, I, I was seriously thinking I'm looking at a victim of a rape or something here. And she got up close to me. I said, I said stop, stop right there. I said, just calm down. Take a breath. Tell me what's going on. She's screaming and crying. She said, she said, oh, I said, what is wrong with you? She said, I have to poo so bad. And I'm like, what? And then she went, it just went. I was like, holy, you can see me on the camera. I'm like, what? And then I was doing my hands up and it, it was like the sound, the worst well, I hate the word fart. The worst fart in the sound you ever sound like a cannon going off. And I'm standing there, I'm going, I'm, I'm in total shock. And it's going, and, I'm, and then it smell hits me. I look down, and I'm not making fun of the lady, y'all. I look down, and I don't know what the hell she had been eating, but her legs were like she waded out into a pool of oil black stuff running liquid <laughs> down her legs and splatting off the cement like she was urinating. I'm talking about it was like a gusher and I'm like she had on white shorts. I was like, and you see him on the camera, I was like, oh, and I was throwing my hands up in the air. And she was like, do something to help me. I was like, I can't do anything to help you. <laughs> I'm backing up. And, and uh, you're probably like, don't get it on my boots. I was please. like, holy shit, man. And I thought then I almost threw up. I mean, I could work all the dead bodies and, and, the, and, and the, you know, maggots and all the stuff. And when, when you just catch you by surprise and this woman has literally got the Hershey squirts or whatever you want to call them, just blowing it up. And then she just bent over again and just did it again. And then she turned around cramping up her stuff and you know, I'm not I'm not making fun of you I'll feel bad for it today but it, I mean it, at the time I was in shock and awe if you will and she turned around and her whole pants were black her legs were black there was black shit all over literally shit all over the ground and she just I don't know how big her stomach was but it seemed like she kept doing it for an eternity and uh anyway the the I had to. Get, I went back and got in the car, and the she didn't have anything. You know, I was like, "Ma'am, ma'am, you know, uh, do you have anything in your car? Uh, anything you know, clean with?" And she's like, "No, I don't have anything." And now, when I had my blue and white, and that was our office, uh, you go in my trunk, and John T. Wilkinson's wife always hooked me up because I was single at the time. But she, I would have rolls of paper towels and all this stuff but my but my shit but i did get in the, in the trunk and find uh some paper towels and i ended up uh i had to call it in the radio room because i called in that i was out with the vehicle and they had been calling for me and i didn't have a radio shoulder mic on and they had sent other units because they thought i wasn't code four they, they thought something was wrong with me like i was fighting somebody or whatever the hell i totally forgot about the radio room and so, yeah, then I hear sirens coming in the distance while I'm uh, digging in the trunk. And I'm like, oh, shit. I, felt that. I, and I, I jumped on the radio and I said, 259, I'm code four, I'm code four. And they said, uh, actually, they they held the net for me. They said, 10, uh, whatever. 1033. Yeah, to, uh, 
to release the net, uh, you know, 201 is code four, but other deputies started showing up and literally it was a shit show. Now, pretty funny. Uh, we helped the lady. Oh, we, we, we got her some, some first responders to come out and the volunteer firemen came out and they got her cleaned up and got her on her way. And But, but here's when it got bad. The, uh, after she was gone, I didn't know about the camera in the car and they, uh, the radio room called me because they had heard by this time somebody called them and told uh, told them what happened. And they, uh, oh, I don't even know if I should tell this part. They, they called me and said, you need a 1019 in the radio room. And when I went 108 from the call back back in service, or, or I wasn't in service, but I let, I said 201, 259, I'm, I'm back 108 to where I was going or en route to where I was going. And they said, no, you need a 1019 in the radio room. Uh, and I was like, okay. So 1019 means come to. So I go to the radio room and they were like, yeah, you got it on camera. I said, I, I, I forgot. And, and the, I won't say whom, um, someone had access to the lockbox and they put it on the big screen. And then for me, I didn't have any audio. It's one thing for me to tell you the story and you see it in the head. It's a whole <laughs> nother thing when you see it in living color and the woman coming out and I mean, I almost shot her at one point cause she wouldn't follow my commands to her literally blowing it up on film. I mean, it was bad. It was just as bad as I described, but my face when, when she started blowing it up and, and it took me by surprise and I threw my hands up in the air, I almost took off running backwards, but <laughs> I guess she had to be there. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seen more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step -step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com slash RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D dot com slash R-L-R-C. Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. 
She was amazed at how much hormone harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. Or you had to see the videotape because it was funny as, as fudge. Uh, anyway, I got one more quick one. The the I was on the west side and I was in the Texas and I had um, somewhere over there not far from Eastover, uh, um, but not in Eastover. I had a warrant for a guy, but he lived in a trailer way back in whatever. I mean, he didn't have a driveway, and so I had to go get him. We snuck up on the trailer and saw him through the window. Course he didn't answer the door, but once we when you see the see him through the window, it's what we call hot pursuit, meaning you can make entry to get him. And so whatever his name was, I'm banging on the door. I'm like, I know you're in there. You come, you're you know, have a warrant for your arrest. Come to the door. He wasn't coming, so we kicked the door. Uh, kick the door, snatch him up, put him in cuffs, and he starts right away. And he's drunker and shit. And he starts right away. He said. He didn't have a shirt on. All he had was shorts. He said, you got to let me take a shit. You got to let me take a shit. I'm like, motherfucker, I'm not letting you do anything. Man, come on. <laughs> You're going, your ass is going to jail. I've been out here. It was hot. It was summertime. I've been standing out there swatting the big old mosquitoes. And and it was just a nasty place. The yard was all muddy and stagnant water. It stunk. And he's like, I'm telling you, you got to let me go to the bathroom. I'm like, no, not going to happen. So get him. Had to walk back through the mud and everything, get him in, in uh, back of my unmarked unit. Now, when I arrested people in uniform, I would tell them before I put them in a car, I said, listen, if you kick my car, you bang my window, you throw up in it, you do whatever, we're going to have an issue because this is my office. I spend more time in this unit than I do my own home. Do not disrespect my office. And so... I would say the same thing. A lot of times I would have uniform guys transport for me if, if somebody was free, but they were busy. Uh, and I said, you know what? I got him. Don't worry about it. And he was just raising hell. I got a shit. I got a shit. I'm like, just shut up, man. You'd be at the jail in 10 minutes. And we got on the interstate 
and I, it, the smell hit me, and it just made my eyes water almost. The same like that lady on the side <laughs> of the interstate. It hit me, but I didn't know. I didn't hear this guy's. No, that lady sounded like a cannon. Her ass was a cannon <laughs> going off. This guy was silent but deadly. He just blew it up, and it, it, the smell hit me. And I had my mouth open, and it was all. I was like, uh, I could almost taste it. I had to pull over. And, he, and then he started going, oh, I told you I had to shit. Oh, I'm shitting in your car. And I'm like, okay, I got something for you. And I took him out. He had shit, diarrhea shit, all in my car. And then um, he, he he turned his ass around. He said, I'm going to get shit on you. You should have did. I said, you better turn around. I said, do not do that. Or I'm being forced to physically restrain you. He said, he turned around, did his ass. I took out my freeze. I sprayed the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I doused him down and he's like, that didn't hurt. And then the freeze plus P it takes it like a minute or a half for it to kick in and after about a minute and a half and it kicked in then his eyes involuntary swell shut and, you know, makes you feel like you can't breathe. And I just shoved him back in his own shit and took him to the jail and had a, had a, uh, an inmate, Come clean. The trustee is one that got really, <laughs> yeah. he really got the shitty, the shitty end of the stick, if you will. The trustee had to come clean the shit out of the back of my car. But there's a million of those oh, stories, y'all. Yeah, he tried to put his dookie, his, he tried to put his dookie behind on me. I forgot about that until I started telling him. You had to stick your head out the window like oh, I tell you, I had the windows <laughs> down. You better believe it. I had the windows down and, and going, I mean, I mean if I'm a, aware that it's coming it's like skinning an animal or whatever or the dead bodies i just i breathe uh through my mouth as long as i don't catch uh, the original wolf of it i'm okay right but if i catch it then it's, and i can taste it it's just it's not good so anyway and y'all you know cops go out there every day put their lives on the line and literally you know deal with stuff like this only on real life real crime will you hear cops talking about dookie stories and on real life, real crime patron members, we're damn sure not putting this one out to the public. So, <laughs> I got one more. Uh -huh. Let me get one more. Go ahead. So, working at night shift, I was always the, the jokester of it, kind of like uh, what I was in my football days in the locker room. Um, I used to mess with certain individuals on our shift, particularly just one a lot of the times. But um, I used to do little things because he, you know, had gotten in a few vehicle wrecks. So Willie put him in an old pool unit. Oh, yeah. And so I used to like to take the little hubcap off and I used to put a couple of pebbles in it. And then he would drop around and by the end of the night, racking, he'd be racking, calling out racking, to the supervisor. Racking. Yeah. Yeah. He'd call out to the supervisor and be like, I got to take my, my unit in to, for, for maintenance. There's something wrong with the tire. And then he'll go in, <laughs> they'll, take, they'll take the pebbles out. They'd be like, there's nothing wrong with your car. <laughs> he'd get it back to the next shift. I'd do another tire. Oh, my God. <laughs> he never would, funny. He would never figure out, like, maybe I should pull it off. Yeah. So he came over to my house <laughs> one day before uh, before shift. And, and so we worked night shift, like we said. And, and so on college football Saturdays, I mean, look, I got to watch my, my LSU Tigers. Yeah. And um, this guy likes LSU, but is a big fan of another school. And that'll, I'm giving it away who he is. Right. Um, well, he came yeah. over. I know who it is. And we... Yeah, so we started we started watching some games and he started talking some trash about his team and LSU. <laughs> I didn't appreciate it too much. And um, I know it's going to sound a little gross, but this is what we do. We play jokes on each other. <laughs> and so I had a, a baby at the time, and he had a pretty good, you know, poopy diaper. 
And uh, I think my son was about 18 months old, two years old, right when, you know, they have that solid food and it really starts to get kind of nasty. So I had just changed them. And, you know, this guy had had really pressed some buttons. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get you. Because he tried doing something to me not too long before that. So I went out through my garage. So I had a, I needed to move the cars. I had another big, somebody else in my house that needed to get out. So um, I needed to go move his unit. And so I took the keys to go move his unit, went through my garage, and I went ahead and got some tape. And nice, nice duct tape <laughs> and the baby diaper. And I went underneath his seat, oh, and I stuck it up on the bottom man. of his seat. Right? So it had a good two hours of just kind of festering there before the shift started. Oh. And so, you know, we, we walk out and go 10-8, and, um, you know, we're sitting there chatting, and he sits in there, and he stands back out he's just talking away and i'm like boy you're just gonna hit you soon enough yeah. and he gets in his unit and he starts driving off and i'm like it's only a matter of time before my phone rings right so we started working the shift and i had to meet up with mike Irwin. and mike was my shift supervisor uh love mike to death, yeah he's so. a great guy and so mike and i are together and we had he, he had something he needed me to work on with him um earlier in that shift and so when i met up with mike i told him about it and sure enough, while we're sitting there talking, and Mike's explaining something to me that he needed me to do later on, uh, my phone rings. And I had it on this, the phone that I had used to sit in this little device, and it would play on all the speakers, kind of like how you have your hands preset now. Right. It's kind of what it was when it first started out with your cell phones. And so Mike could hear the whole thing. And this guy's like, you know, end up making, end up saying it. And no joke, he goes, no, I just went out on this call and I farted before I went out on the call. <laughs> and I came back to my car, you know, 10, 15 minutes later, and my car just smells like shit. And I start laughing. <laughs> and Mike laughed because he knows what I had done. Yeah. And we're just laughing away. And I'm like, did you not? Like, come on, man. Like, I can identify the difference. <laughs> and, and he still didn't know. So Mike That's and I were like, so don't finish the same things wanting a couple hours later calls me again he goes bro i don't know what i ate at your house he goes, but <laughs> i keep farting my car just and, and, and now i had to let everybody else know so i let everybody know on the west side period north yeah. south everybody knew That's and funny. some of us were together when he would make this call because we you know you go on some calls you get two or three units right and he would call up and and so we're all just getting a good laugh at it we're about 2 30 in the morning three o'clock in the morning now that it's not warm and, you know, it, get, it can get cold that night. Um, as he was driving down the road, he turned his heater on. Oh, <laughs> and, God. And, and when the heater was going, a few minutes later, all of a sudden, the smell came up. And he's oh. like, and he immediately pulls the car over, throws it in the park to start searching. He's like, that's baby shit. That's baby shit. And he sticks his hand underneath the seat and it comes across the diaper. And now he knows what I did. <laughs> so I get the, on the radio... My badge number was 321, so he's like, 321, meet me at uh, Burgess at 190. And that yeah. was there was a, a Freedom Fuel gas station there. Yeah. And it used to be one spot we used to like to go to. And so I pull up over there, and everybody that heard him pulled out on the radio knows exactly what it is, <laughs> including Mike. And so we all get over there, <laughs> and as soon as we get there, he's literally holding the diaper. And he's like, <laughs> and he throws it at me. And uh, and we we're all just dying laughing Stitches. because he literally drove around 
for at nine out of the twelve hours of the shift, oh. thinking that that was him from farting. Oh and, my God, that's funny. <laughs> I know. I, I never heard that before. I didn't know how I missed that, dude. That is hilarious. They yeah, say so he thought it was him, and I, I, you know, when you turn those heaters on, those Crown Vicks. They roast you out. Uh, so I can imagine when he turned it on, uh, he got the full facial of the, because I mean, that's where it sucks the air from down there. He got, he got the full facial of the of the baby poop smell. Oh, that's <laughs> a dookie, dookie smell, we'll call it. And then so, you get a baby dookie. That's <laughs> my baby dookie. It's my baby's daddy. Dookie. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, fun time. Hope y'all are too grossed out. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Hey, y'all. I, um, I guess we should have put a warning on this one, uh, but I think I think we told you it's gonna be Dookie story. So, anyway, different. Give you a little something to laugh at. To start off twenty twenty. Hope you enjoyed them. There's a million more of those came from, uh, and we appreciate and love y'all as patron members. And remember, we're not making fun of anybody. We're we're laughing with them, if not at them. Uh, well, maybe that's bullshit. <laughs> maybe we're <laughs> not making a little bit of fun. <laughs> but anyway, but thank you all for listening. Jim, you got anything? No, just uh, hope you guys have a great start to 2020. Stay safe out there. We love and appreciate each and every one of you. Glad we could do this for you guys, and we'll be doing more stuff for you. Yes. Um, take advantage of those membership or those uh, membership benefits. Let us know so we can schedule a phone call, and we'll yeah. uh, speak with you soon. Love you guys. Yeah, and appreciate. It. Hey, if y'all are coming to the live show, don't forget um, on the on the merch shirts for the live show. You get you get whatever your tier level is. You get that discount off the merchandise in the store also. So don't forget about that. That just popped in my head. But we appreciate y'all. Love you. Um, hope you enjoy. We'll be talking to you real soon. Your patrons rock. Uh, we love you, love you, love you. Until next time or ever, don't let us catch you down on murder. Bye. you. Peace. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.